Hi, everyone. Hi. I'm Vince. I'm Amy. And you're listening to The Grid is for Squares. The Grid is for Squares. Coming to you live from beautiful Glendale, <laughs> California. Incorrect. Oh. So, what are we smoking today? Funny story. I don't know what it's called, but we are smoking some uh, kind bud, some good karma bud from some schoolie friends. Uh, on our last trip up to the property, uh, we saw a little short bus and we knew right away there weren't school kids in it. It was a schoolie parked up next to them by their pump and got out, you know, try to act cool in front of the school. You gotta try to be cool around these people. And right away, the guy came out and asked me if I wanted to do a trade because his card wasn't working. Uh-huh. You know, likely story. Damn hippies. You were hanging out in the car with the dog? Yep. Yeah, it didn't read my card at first either, but then it just persisted. And I was like, I like this guy. You know what? Sure. Um, so I was like, Diesel, this is a thirsty bus. I get it. He's like, yeah, let's do a trade. I can go in and I can buy you some stuff from the gas station with our EBT. No. I was like, oh, if that's your life right now, I don't know. I don't know if I want to take your EBT, friend. You right away I liked you. That's why I parked next to you. You want like 30 bucks? And he said, hey, you smoke weed? Look at us. <laughs> Look at me. Come on, man. <laughs> so he ran into his bus, came back out, and just handed me a big old handful of weed. And I said, oh. holy shit, man, that's like 40 bucks a weed. Oh. You just keep that thing running. And it's California, so I think that was a fully legal transaction. Totally legal to just give somebody Diesel for weed. unpackaged weed in a gas station parking <laughs> lot at 4,000 feet. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, that kind of, you know, community trade, bartering, community care is what the future is. So. That's the world I want to live in. Yeah. I mean, when you're doing that, living that life, you're used to stopping for a while. And I'm sure they were like parked there for... A little bit and after we left they stayed probably asked more people for gas money yeah so that was really good to meet them i kept thinking about them hope they were okay on their Aww. adventure and that was the start of our last adventure up to the property yeah um yeah it's been it's been a whole month since we got a minute you. yeah it's been yeah four weeks since we've had an episode of the Curtis for Squares. We wanted to take a week off for sure because of the election. Um, there were a few other things on our minds besides Curtis for Squares that week. Um, but then it turned into two weeks because life has been really hard lately. Um, and we, or I mean, at least I, have had a few weeks of seriously struggling. Um, I think it's starting to turn around now, hopefully. But, yeah, I really had a rough couple of weeks. I, I just couldn't deal with a podcast on top of everything else. It's the first time we really missed any episode, so I feel okay about it. Yeah. But I'm glad that we're back now. And once you miss the, the one week, you got to wait the whole two-week right, period right. before you pick up again, you know, for tax purposes. <laughs> but a lot has happened in the it past sure month. Has. I mean, some of it good, some of it bad. Some good I managed to turn into bad <laughs> through the alchemy-like power of my anxiety. And a lot of the bad I managed to turn into nothing through the good old power of compartmentalization. <laughs> uh, Trump lost. That's yeah. good. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. The, the least shit bad show outcome. continues, but mm-hmm. hopefully this means that we can take more or any action on climate change or environmental protections. But I won't hold my breath. 
yeah, I never want to get on too much of a political soapbox. Um, you know, unless anyone's on the other side of this issue, I think we've said before, if you, if you can take Trump seriously, just fuck right off. We don't, we don't want you listening to our show, but I think, you know, more than coronavirus, more than, you know, the, the social uprising, more than any of that, I think he's going to have a legacy as just like really putting the nail in the coffin for the environment. Mm. He's he's leaving a really bad track record there, really going above and beyond what the oil <laughs> companies want him to do, repealing the Clean Air Act, like shit Nixon, like good old Republicans <laughs> even put into right, place. Right. He is just, you know, no holds barred, take no prisoners. Um, so anything. So we look forward to theater of uh change yeah. instead of right. <laughs> no theater of change you're still gonna appoint your oil executives to you know the epa but you won't repeal the clean air act right well i mean all we can do is what we've been doing which is try to do the best that we can on our personal level you know vote obviously but like beyond that all you can do is take responsibility for keep it local your own life yeah think globally act locally as always don't despair. Like even if the world isn't following suit, you just gotta you gotta be the change you want to see. Yeah. Um, what else? Well, we oh we went to Utah, saw your folks. Oh yeah, we went to we drove to Utah to see my parents, which is the only time that we'll see them in the entire year of 2020. Met them well, not even halfway. They took yeah. the lion's share of the drive. Right, so Two thirds them, one third us. They drove for two days, and mm-hmm. they had like blizzards and flat yeah. tires. Yeah. And just a really normal, dramatic, ride. wintry drive there. And um, we had just a long sunny day in the car. <laughs> yeah. you know, drove through Vegas drive for little through dog. Vegas, drive through Southern Utah. There we Chilling. are. Yeah, yep. drive dip through Arizona. Oh, I tell you though, that it was hard to keep track of the time. <laughs> oh, and that drive that weekend was daylight savings in Arizona. Doesn't oh, yeah. do daylight, so, so you go there. You're already, you know, you're only one time zone away, but it feels like tree, maybe tree four hours. <laughs> well, don't forget that there's no such thing as time. Oh shit, you lose an hour, but then you get it back. What? <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, it was nice of them to do most of the driving. That was really normalizing. I'm glad we did that yeah. with them. Yeah, it was good to see them kind of grounding. Yeah. Utah uh, was spiking at the time. Had yeah, a huge which uptake we didn't COVID. realize was happening before we went, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, but Utah Utah's pretty good for spacing generally. and Yeah, you know, it's all outdoor stuff, really. We kind so. of stay tight to your folks and just have our little circle. Yeah, our bubble. I quit my job. There's some good news. Uh-huh. Did I mention that or did that happen in the past month? think it happened in the past month i don't know time is nothing. yeah i think it was the week we went to see your parents i i told you know i told my boss i was done um and you know it's a lot of things but i think the the heart of it is just i've never been a career person most people in our generation you know we're not looking for a career right it's a gig economy man it's a gig economy you get what you can from a job they get what they can from you i learned a lot but like i didn't get a break during the pandemic. Yeah, you guys just kept, because you were working construction outside, mm-hmm. you didn't get any kind of break. You just kept on rolling. It didn't necessarily feel essential, but because it was essential on paper, that meant, you know, you got to keep going. And we did our best and did it safely, but there is, you know, always that stress of like, well, I'm going to be the one to bring it home to my little circle. Right. And I'm not going to get this break, this quarantine break. I know quarantine has been hell on people. 
and I really like sympathize with that and I do feel like luckier having a job but like seeing everybody kind of go through that transformation and get to restructure their lives I felt a little bit of that cucumber monkey thing you know I wanted my FOMO yeah yeah fear of missing in though yeah um foamy (laughs) you were feeling foamy I was feeling foamy how to quit your job if you feel foamy foamy. especially if you're a plumber yeah if you feel foamy in a pandemic you gotta (laughs) um but yeah I'm not really growing I just I love my life outside work I've got you know we've got this property and I don't get to spend enough time all you want to do is go up there just want to be there so yeah I just really needed a change in my life yeah I'm glad I did it well, good. I'm glad you're glad. I support you. Yeah, I know we're we're a little nervous you know, about you know, money. Yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll figure it out. We always do. Life wouldn't be very fun if you weren't constantly challenging yourself, right? Yeah. I really like to just pull the rug out from under myself. Have no plan. Uh huh. Yep. Just regularly doing the wily e. coyote thing, where you run off a cliff and then realize, oh shit, I have to deal with the consequences of this. Yeah, but you've got like a three month savings to to <laughs> fall yeah and figure it out anything else no i think that's that's the whole last month <laughs> yeah well so let's get to property stuff yeah we just We've... went there once since the last episode yeah right? but for almost a full week at yeah. the beginning of november yeah it was a long and varied journey yeah right after the election yeah, yeah. let's start at the beginning yeah so we went up saturday morning the saturday after the election um so obviously i'd been waiting on pins and needles and twitter yeah, for results were. ever mm-hmm. since election night it's a very stressful few days for us as it was i'm sure for everybody mm-hmm. um so everybody was, in the world but then all the major news outlets called it for biden on saturday morning like right before we left right <laughs> right before we left so it was really cool to like have that resolution sure he still hasn't conceded but like all the major news networks called it for him saturday morning so we could Go out of service for a week, you know. With that, yeah. Knowing that that had happened. Yeah, exactly. Not have to worry and try to go into service to check the results and whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And then as we were leaving town, we saw in the rearview mirror the storm clouds moving north. We were outrunning this storm. If you live anywhere else in the country, you know, you'd take that as a bad omen or whatever. But it's almost as if Mother Nature was trying to tell California, hey, you did good. You picked the right horse. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So we were so happy to feel that, see that rain uh, all day as we were driving. Life-saving. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Real, real game changer here in California. We can breathe again. Rain put out the fires, most of them, I think, in California, or at least most of most of the fires. Some of them most of the way. Yeah. That's um, great. The Creek Fire, the one that was filling the entire Sierras with smoke and making our property have dangerously unsafe air quality, um, is mostly out. It's at oh, 95% containment. Cool. So, yeah, it, like, rained up there. It snowed, too. It snowed too. in the Sierras, like, on the fire. Part of the reason it's a, such a big fire is it's all so remote. A lot right. of it is in the National Forest. Right. And they just didn't have access. So the fires were still burning. But the firefighters couldn't get there because the roads yeah, were covered so in snow. Yeah, so when it starts raining and snowing on these fires, it obviously is a good thing for the fires. But it also makes it harder for the firefighters to access the parts that are still burning yeah. or to keep up with, you know, percentages of containment. Mm-hmm. The roads turn into mudslides. You know, right. hills are destabilized. Yeah. It's not a pretty scene. Right, right. But it's the only way they're ever going to go out is by rain. the rainy season starting. So yeah. 
So now it has. Yay! Yes, now it has. We have entered a new season. We have entered a new era in California. Yep. Honestly, mid-November, no, early November is the first week of November. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad, you know? Yeah. Fires went pretty, pretty bad into, like, December yeah. last year, so. Yep. The air quality sure got better, like, immediately. It went yeah. from 200 AQI to, like, 20 yeah, it's like five there right now. It's literally five AQI in Mariposa now. Um, so that's just one major source of anxiety crossed off the list. Yeah. Oh, we can breathe the air again. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's pretty apocalyptic that that's on the list of worries, breathing the air. But yeah, but due it's to... It's a cycle. Yeah, it is, it is apocalyptic. It is unprecedented. I mean, let's talk about that for a minute. This is the Creek Fire, the one that got closest right. to our property yes. this year, is the largest single fire in California history. Yeah, so a lot of the big fires, record-breaking fires, now are complexes when multiple wildfires join together. And those can burn millions of acres. Yeah, the really, really, really big ones. Three of the five, I think, are still were this year, 2020. Yeah. But um, but the but Creek, the Creek fire, fire is the largest, sing- largest single fire, not a complex, just a single fire at three hundred and eighty thousand something like that, six hundred square miles, six hundred square miles in the Sierras oh just burned. God. But now it's done. Mostly, yeah. Mostly. It's the rest of it's gonna burn out on its own. Yeah, I mean, ninety five percent is pretty mm-hmm. good. But we've broken that record a couple times just since we moved to oh, California. Oh, every year California breaks its has own its fire new records. biggest fire. Yeah, yeah it's I remember the Thomas fire bleak. was record breaking. Um, yeah, climate change is so real. There's no denying. <laughs> if you live in bananas. California, like, there's no denying it. And you're over like twenty years old. I think young people know it's real anyway, but like this is all they have. Right. We should remember when we were kids and it snowed. Right. No, it doesn't anymore. <laughs> and if you remember from our previous episode, we went up to the property in October to dig a rain catchment basin, among other things. So we have now officially started catching rain. Yeah, and we were there when it started, when we rolled up. The plastic was still totally dry. It had a bunch of leaves and ash on it. And we're like, oh, didn't rain much, huh? You said it rained a little bit. I think it rained on the fire, like elsewhere in the Sierras, but I don't think it rained on our property. Not on our property. I would believe that because it didn't look like it. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it was totally dry when we got there, but... um, But ash, you said. There was like a layer of ash on the black plastic. Yeah, definitely. Um, And it's that time of year where it gets dark really early yeah like four thirty-five. yeah so we got in with like two hours of light mm-hmm. but probably only like an hour and a half until it started raining, it started raining. Yep. so we were kind of hustling and sure enough as soon as we got everything loaded in the greenhouse it started trickling and then it started downpouring yeah it was really that dramatic. Kind of rain that just made those really sudden shifts yeah um according to the weather records i looked up afterwards we got a total of point two four inches so about a quarter of an inch quarter inch that's all yeah it sure felt like more than that as it was falling yeah all that night into the next day we got a little hail we got a little snow (laughs) yeah most of it we enjoyed from the security of the greenhouse greenhouse. um so how many gallons did we end up catching in the catchment about 25 not bad bad. yeah it should have been more like 72 by my math but i'm still Impressed by the proof of concept. And I like how simple the math is. 0.25 inches of rain is 25 gallons. Uh, well, I guess that's what it ended up as. Well, that's what I mean. I know that, like, 
cubic yardly speaking, <laughs> that doesn't add up. But if right. ultimately that's what we ended up catching, then that's what You'd we can mentally it's... plan yeah. on. Yeah, well, we'll how see. Much... Yeah, we can... It's proportional. So sure. it should be 0.6 gallons for every square foot for every inch of rain. Okay. Which is 72 gallons. But, you know, the animals... Okay, so based had... on how much rain we got, we should have been able to catch right. 72 gallons. If we got gallons. a quarter inch of rain on 500 square feet, which okay. is our black plastic, yeah. it all slopes into the middle, so we're not losing any off the sides. It should be like 72 gallons. Okay. But there were little holes. Maybe there was minimal evaporation, but like not at that temperature. Probably not. No, and I mean, it fell while we were there, and we collected it the next day, so yeah. not very much time Probably for tiny evaporation. holes. Mm-hmm. So... But still pretty good. We caught rain, man. Yeah. We built a rain catchment basin, and then we caught rain in it. Mission accomplished. We've been (laughs) saving all our empty water bottles up there and got like half of them filled. So now we just got like 25 gallons. Yeah. Now we don't just have like empty plastic water bottles like trash laying around the property. Now they have scuzzy water in them. Uh Uh-huh. Much better. Oh, but they're good for holding down the plastic. Uh Uh-huh. You know, they serve as bricks and weights and... It's just good to have water around. Yeah. Um, so how did you get it in the bottles? Oh, good question. That was something, you know, I didn't fully figure out. We did make the basin extra deep in the middle so that you could, you know, shove a jug down in there. Mm-hmm. But didn't really think shove about it. Shove a jug. Shove a jug. The Amy Thorstenson <laughs> <What>? story. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we made the middle a little deeper so we could get um, a jug in for filling it up but didn't really think about all the leaves that would fall Uh in and you don't want to have detritus yeah you don't want to have all that detritus in your water (laughs) you want to pre-filter it because if you leave that sealed up in a jug without any fresh air coming in it turns into this weird anaerobic aquarium Uh and then you pour it on the soil and it doesn't get along with the native microbes Uh um so yeah you want to make sure your water is kind of pre-filtered but my mom and I tried all these things. We tried like raking it, but the leaves just kind of go through the tines of the rake and don't want to come out. Okay, sure. Or like a rag that you put over the lip of the bottle, mm-hmm. but it takes forever to filter through. Right. Um, and then, are you listening, Milwaukee? It's the Milwaukee Money Hour. <laughs> I love my wet dry bag. Oh, I know you do, baby. I know you do. <laughs> it goes, Dickens, you, wet dry bag. <laughs> Not your mom. Uh, Dickens, you, my mom, wet dry (laughs) bag. I love that damn thing. We found tons of uses for it. I have anyway. It's a nice handheld vacuum and blower. Uh Uh-huh. Good for, like, cleaning up inside the greenhouse. Yeah. I mean, it's very useful. It's it's very loud. And the timbre of it is a bit painful on Dickens my ears attacks it. Dickens hates it so much even more than our regular vacuum but it's loud because it's powerful right yeah no I get it, it it's mm-hmm. utility far outstrips its unpleasantness yeah. for me but I'd so rather then, you use it when I'm a bit far away yeah so then I totally forgot that it's also a wet vacuum you have to take off the HEPA filter inside and like put it back on uh-huh. when you're done before you do more dry vacuuming. but yeah you take that off and then it's just like a little sump pump self-contained um and really fast it didn't seem to deplete the battery too much cool i wasn't trying to pump it up too high um but it just fills up like two gallons at a time and there's a little ball inside that 
floats up and blocks the motor so you don't end up sucking water into the motor. Cool. And so what I did was took some screen door material, like some vinyl mosquito screen, um, and wrapped that around the nozzle of the vacuum um, and just turned it on. And yeah, it sucks up the water really quick, keeps all the leaves out, filters out a lot of the sediment. You still end up with a little bit. Yeah. But it made pretty quick work of 25 gallons. Pretty slick. Yeah, cool trick. According to weather records that I compulsively check for Mariposa when we're down here in LA, um, it looks like it rained another almost 0.4 inches a few days after we left. Damn. So like close to twice That's like as much 40 rain. gallons by your metric. <laughs> by my metric. Um, we'll so see. yeah, I'm looking forward to the basin being full of water when we go up next. Far out. Yeah. Yeah. 40 gallons by your logic and like 150 100... gallons by the math. I don't know. I just kind of yeah. winged that one. Uh-huh. That but maybe it'll end up though. with 50 or 60. Yeah. How many do you think that basin can take? Uh, not much more because it is a little lower on one side. Mm-hmm. Um, so frickin' maybe 300, 400 gallons before cool. it spills over. Uh-huh. Sweet. So yeah, pretty cool concept proved. And if we want to, we can dig out more on the back, lay down another sheet of plastic. We sort of prepped it to expand. So we'll see if, if we overfill it this time around. Maybe we'll just dig a little deeper, huh? Cool, yeah. Um, so yeah, we got there Saturday afternoon just before the rain. Yep, got the cars unloaded mostly, and then the rain started. Sure. It kept raining overnight while we slept. Yeah. Um, the sound was kind of distracting because it was pretty loud, but it was just so comforting knowing that the rainy season had started and the fires were going out and the air was better. So even though it was a little loud and annoying, like... What it signified was so comforting that it was totally worth it. Yeah, I can always sleep with rain, but the acorns are pretty (laughs) disconcerting. Oh, they're so dramatic. It is so loud and sharp. Yeah, these are blue acorn or blue oaks. Uh We have a lot of blue oaks on the property. They have really long, slender, kind of heavy acorns that look blue, right? Yeah, kind of bluish, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of heavy. Yeah, so there's a big branch that's overhanging the greenhouse and mm-hmm. occasionally drops acorns and yeah. <laughs> it's very loud and dramatic. Just, you know, for the comments um, <laughs> that we will inevitably receive, it's not such a big branch that if it falls, it's going to kill us. FYI, right. we like evaluated this stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but it drops a lot of acorns. Yeah, I don't know if you evaluated the acorn factor. did not. Factor. didn't really process I mean, everything that. is so complicated. You can't factor in every little thing. Yeah. And you'll never you do anything. You want to take away all the shade? Right, there's the that too, yeah. The greenhouse, which is supposed to be in the sun. Well, I mean, it gets hot enough as it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would wake you up. Um, otherwise the rain is very comforting even when it picks up. It was cold though. It was very cold, like 34 degrees overnight cold. That's the worst temperature. I think like 34 and rainy, Mm. like once it's below freezing, like snow is going to insulate. It's fine. Right. But that wet 34. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were dry in the greenhouse, um, but the greenhouse doesn't really stay warm at all it warms up a little bit in the sun um but it it really drains the heat at night it's pretty much just the same temperature in there as it is outside it's not insulated no i mean it's not supposed to be right 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 (laughs) but Um, that's what we get for sleeping in a greenhouse yeah yeah it'll be really nice to get the yurt up there huh yeah 
yeah, finally a proper insulated, you know, indoor space. Yeah, I don't care. Spare no expense. Like, let's get the triple glazed windows, <laughs> um, the floor insulation, the ceiling insulation, the real wool. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely something that we'll we'll know more about buying it now than we would have a year ago that's for sure yeah we've seen all four seasons now we know about how bad it gets uh because it was raining off and on the whole next day sunday we tried to do projects inside the greenhouse yeah we set up a little canopy outside so we could still cook but mostly just tried to stay dry and warm yeah i mostly just read my kindle under the covers the whole day because it was wet and cold and i just needed a break from the world and stress but you and your mom got up to some projects in the greenhouse yeah i mean we all needed the the break we'd all been like burning the candle at yeah. both ends and you know and couldn't remember all the, the previous week had been election stress yeah and couldn't remember the last time we'd seen rain and yeah, yeah it was a really good day um we worked on the um kitchen hutch uh-huh. uh hutch. formerly a computer hutch you know kind old school with like the big ass tower underneath uh-huh. and like a big printer and scanner crt monitor yeah but like 1600 by 1200 <laughs> like the the highest resolution crt monitor they ever made before uh-huh. they're just like hmm, maybe there's a better way like that glazed blonde wood that's super 90s oh yeah it's beautiful (laughs) yellow oak um and kind of over the years because it's been taken apart and moved a couple times starting to get janky but we uh put some pegboard on the back now so that like has a little sheer wall on the back Uh kind of expanded the storage capacity yeah pegs on there i mean i don't love it but like it's what we have we can't really afford to spend money Mm -hmm. on a kitchen hutch and we have this piece so it works for what we needed to do it's not my favorite but like it does its job i'm all about upcycling Uh but you're the one who has to use it more than any of us so there's that like (laughs) it should be good for you but it's a little bit does help yep definitely spoons on there coffee cup yeah hang things off of pegs yeah it's it's definitely better it works yeah um but yeah on that first day what else did we really do there was it started hailing at one point. Yeah, it started hailing during the day. Um, and it wasn't like the really hard little BBs of ice. It was more just like really tight packed, um, like pea-sized snowballs, I think. It really did a bing, 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 bing on the walls and the roof of the greenhouse, though. You stayed in for the whole thing, right? Yeah, Dickens and I there. were in there. It was, oh. it was very, again, loud and dramatic. Yeah, I had to go out and run around it, and I think my mom got some oh, picks. Dickens was pretty scared. He oh, didn't know what was happening. Yeah, but then that was kind of the end of it, right? Maybe it yeah. rained a little more that afternoon, but that was it. Yeah, then that was the end of the precipitation, um, which was nice, because then after the first day, we were able to get outside and yeah. start doing projects. Yeah, nice to finally get out there with reasonable assurance of dry but it was still pretty cold right yeah it would have been nice (laughs) if i hadn't woken up on monday morning like after shivering and being uncomfortable all night long um and so like as i was laying there in the bed in the greenhouse shivering yeah yeah the first night, night because it was raining and because that was so exciting somehow that got me through i don't know but the second night It was just so cold again, and I just decided, I made the decision for myself that I cannot sleep outside anymore under 40 degrees. 
It's really good to set boundaries for yourself. Took me a little while to get there. That's a sensible one. Um, it was about as cold as the first, very first time that we slept on our property. Yeah. Which was Thanksgiving 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a simpler time. Um, but back then, it was super novel, you know? It was our property, and sleeping on it for the first time was uncomfortable, but, like, still exciting for how new it was. And, and you're, I, you're pretty hardcore. You well, like you? I don't know if I'm hardcore, but I like an adventure. You're adventurous, yeah. I mean, I we've like slept new things. In, yeah, we've slept in, like, 25 degrees, I think, is our record cold. Yeah, I like pushing myself. Mm-hmm. Usually, I prefer to push myself, like, professionally and intellectually, but mm-hmm. I'll push myself physically if I have to. Yeah, and it was really symbolic and cool. We were, like, really eking out our existence uh-huh. on this piece of land that we acquired, but, like, now we've had it for a year, yeah, right? What have now, you got to prove? Right, now it's not novel. Now it's just uncomfortable comfortable now it's just my life and so I started having like a full-on panic attack mental breakdown like at first I was okay because I was like okay I just set my line 40 degrees I'm gonna deal with this somehow but I know what my line is now but then when I talked to you and your mom and you were just like so cash about it it was a little chilly yeah then I was like oh god well if they're fine with it what's wrong with me now that's just a me thing You know, if you and your mom don't mind sleeping outside when it's 35 degrees, why can't I just force myself to be comfortable too? Like, why can't I just turn off the, holy shit, I'm cold and my body hurts and I'm miserable voice? How do you do it? Layers. (laughs) Uh, And the cuddly little dog furnace. Yeah, I mean, that takes care of when you're in bed. Yeah. I think we get a little more sloshed than you do before bed. Um, I do drink more on the property than I ever do at home here because it helps me get through it. Yeah, it helps you ignore the cold in a way that weed does not so much. Yeah, weed just makes me more aware of my physical sensations. Yeah, you don't do the wake and bake with me because it's too cold. Yeah, no matter how many layers you have when you're sleeping and no matter how many beers you drink before bed, when you wake up in the morning and it's 6.30 a.m. and still Mm -hmm. 35 degrees and you have to get out of bed to make coffee, Yeah. there's no making that easier. Do you do the Kahlua and Irish cream? In the coffee in the yeah. morning? Eh. <laughs> no. I just don't like the taste of it's it that intense. much, to be honest. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's like to... cloying. Yeah, it's yeah. a commitment to start your day. Oh, I don't care about that. English, yeah. <laughs> I just don't like the taste of it. Uh-huh. Um, so I sort of freaked out a little bit about how uncomfortable I was and what that signified for my life. Um, but like, you know, it was also the culmination of a year's worth of anxiety. Like this year has been a shit show, mental health-wise. For everyone, uh, but like definitely for me too. I like the outdoors. I like an adventure. That's why I'm doing this with you. Like it's not my passion. Yeah. You know, my passion is the arts and events and indoor kid stuff. Yeah. Even though I'm an introvert, like not seeing any friends or family except for you or your mom for almost a year is starting to make me feel like I have no world. Of yeah. my own, no personality of my mm-hmm. own. Just have to survive outdoors like an animal with you, and that's my life. Yeah. Like even in Utah with my parents, the only five days I'll see any of my family for the entirety of the year of 2020. Like all we could do is hikes and being outdoors, you know, Yay. like more of the fucking same. <laughs> Which again, I like the outdoors. I like the prettiness. I like that challenge, but it's not uh-huh. the only thing I'm into. And it feels like it's the only thing I'm allowed to do this year. So 
yeah, I was suddenly feeling like this strange outdoor survivalism world and physical suffering. It's like my whole life. And the only reason I'm not getting into it, like you and your mom, is because I'm weak, because I'm not strong enough for it. If I just had more determination, I could force myself to be more okay with it. So then that made me wonder, like, if it's not really my thing, why did I do this? Like, why did I make these choices? Have I made a huge mistake? And then, (laughs) then another terrifying thought hit me. If there really is an apocalypse or a societal breakdown and I have to live outdoors like this, which will undoubtedly be much harder and involve way more suffering, like we're not going to be able to go to the grocery store and get gallons of water beforehand or whatever, how will I survive that? I I won't. I'll be screwed. I mean, so will everyone. But so will I. And I guess that's the that's the relief in it for me that, um, you know, I'm practicing for that. It's not necessarily enjoyable. It's not necessarily comfortable. But I think I trade it for just the, the ennui combined with, like, existential dread of, like, living in an urban area where, like, you have to trade all your time for this one thing that you're really good at. But it's totally removed from, like, all of the fundamental things that keep you alive. Yeah. And so even though it's physically miserable, like, to feel something real like that mm-hmm. um, and to know that, like, I'm, I'm going to build this fire now to keep my family alive <laughs> and warm, like, there's a reward in that. But I get that, So like... maybe it's just that the physical suffering helps you ignore the existential suffering. Sure. Whereas for me, the physical suffering only intensifies the mm. existential suffering. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the I think you can problem. exist in like every part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I'm just like, I relish any opportunity to jump from the top of the pyramid all the way down to uh-huh. the bottom and just take care of those base needs. Because really, what else do you need, right? Yeah, but... I mean, the pyramid, is, the pyramid is yeah. stacked from bottom to top. It's Yeah, but if you don't have a solid base, you're not going to do anything Yeah, stable. but if the base is still there, just being at the bottom, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. I get you. It, yeah. it was not a good, was that Monday morning for you? Yeah, so that was that was my low point. I Mondays, went, am I right? Mondays, am I right? Monday mornings. Um, so I went like off for a walk by myself and sat in the sun to try to warm up and hyperventilated and cried. Uh, looked at a woodpecker for oh, a while. Cool. There's a woodpecker above Fun. me. Um, How about Pecker's Gulch? Pecker's Gulch. Pecker's Gulch. Is the name for the property. Come up with names. <laughs> That's the best Packers one. Packers Gulch, that's with. the one. We found yep. it. Case closed. Or not. Uh, to call it something else, too. Um, so, um, yeah, you made a little woodpecker friend. Yeah, and, you know, I sat there and I worked through it. And at a certain point, you got to pull yourself together because there's nothing else to do. And come up with a plan. Right. Like you always do. Yeah, so what I decided I should do is get a motel room in Mariposa because I really wasn't ready to just leave. You know, I hadn't accomplished anything the first day I spent reading my Kindle in the greenhouse in the rain, and then I wanted to leave. So that couldn't be. (laughs) I needed to get some shit done. Um, So I decided that the best thing to do would be to get a motel room in Mariposa so I could sleep somewhere warm and comfortable Mm -hmm. with the dog um, because he doesn't love the rain and cold either. No. But then I could come back to the property during the day 
to when actually nice when it, you know to actually get, some, get things done yeah. and enjoy my time there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a super easy decision to make though because I mean motel rooms cost money, right? And money is one of the major obstacles to our progress on the property. So it's like every dollar I spend on a motel is a dollar we can't spend on the property. So it was hard not to see my weakness at needing a motel room as directly counterproductive to our property goals, which didn't make me feel great, but I wasn't ready to go home yet, and I did have projects to complete. So I decided to do the two nights, took Dickens with me, and I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah, totally. You know, every time I set foot in an Ace or my new hardware store, the H&L there, uh-huh. like I spend at least a motel's night worth of stuff. Yeah, but those things like go directly to the property, you know? Yeah, they like go underground and you never yeah, see them again. But they're directly contributing to sure. the progress. Whereas me staying in, I mean, I did, I guess you can say that by staying in a hotel room, motel room, I was able to take those two days to get more stuff done on the property, which wouldn't mm-hmm. have happened if I had just gone home. Yep. But we wouldn't I, eat. Yeah. You know, if you weren't there. Yeah. But like it's ephemeral, you know, it feels counterproductive to the property goals. So it wasn't. I hear but you. once I made the decision, gave him my money, gave him my credit card, <laughs> committed, and got like moved into the motel room, I, I, I was relieved. It was the right decision to make. Yeah. And you came up and you were you know, ready to, ready to work and, you know, had good night's sleep. Yeah. It helped me reframe my relationship to the property after that bad morning, because it was important that I didn't just have that experience and then leave. You know, I needed to take a little bit of time to get back into working on the property, remind myself why I do love it, what I do get out of it, you know, all, all of that stuff. Yeah, and it got me really motivated to focus on finishing those those projects like the heated floor to mm-hmm. just try to make it comfortable to get like even 50 degrees is your threshold. It's got to be at least 50 degrees 24 hours a day. I mean, I said 40. I would stand 40? by 40. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think we can do that with the heated floor. Maybe not 60, but 50 in winter. Maybe 90 in summer with the cooling. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely had a little bit of a hard time up there this past visit, but I still don't regret doing it, buying the property, going on this journey with you. It's, it's worth it. Yeah, it's not always easy, but the best things in life aren't. Oh. You know? Well, Makes... thanks for saying that. Uh, it's... Property's like my favorite place to be. I know. I know. <laughs> and uh, it's definitely worth it for me. Yeah. So what are we going up next? Um, well, I sort of committed the rest of this year to work. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, holidays aren't going to be a thing with this third wave. Right. Um, and I just want to give as much of myself as I can before I make a clean Peace break out. in the new year. Yeah. Um, or a sloppy break or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Whatever it ends up being, I am looking forward to spending a lot more time up there. Hopefully, like Christmas, New Year's, like that last week of December, mm-hmm. we can get, um, we can go up there again for yeah. a week or you can meet us up there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what the temperature is like, but I would love to do New Year's on the property. Oh, that'd be nice. We did New Year's last year up there, right? We did. We rang in 2020. Oof. We all saw how that went, so maybe we shouldn't do it. Yeah. 
But it was a little warmer at least. Yeah, it was warmer than it was over Thanksgiving. So hopefully that'll be the case again yeah. this year. But we'll have episodes between now and then. It's only November still. I guess so. so. Next time on The Grid is for Squares. <laughs> Circles. What are they about? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's enough for today. But thank you for listening. Oh, I get it. Circles. <laughs> Stay safe. Have a good Thanksgiving uh, and a safe Thanksgiving at home. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. Bye. Bye.